Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. The Why Watch That Movie Talk. Well, listeners, we have a couple movies for you. We have a sneak peek and a first look. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Can you even keep track? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, you can't. That's what notes are for. That's what notes, good old-fashioned notes are for. Um, Now, we couldn't get to, these are the most opposite movies. (laughs) Opposite on the planet, opposite in every respect. They both start with the. The. That's that's as close as we're going to get. Okay, so let's start with The Kid. Hmm. The Kid, which is coming out this Friday as of taping and I don't know how wide this release is. Hopefully you'll be able to find it in a theater near you. If not, maybe maybe like a side theater or so. But by looking at this cast- a side theater. <laughs> not a sketchy one. I don't mean, I don't mean those theaters. I mean more of an indie. Uh, art house maybe not art house but you know just the theater that's you know you just kind of go um (laughs) and not because of the cast and the director it's like these are star-studded uh folks here we've got vincent d'onofrio directing for his first time a western that's written by andrew lanham and it stars of course vincent uh and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> he belongs in a Western, certainly. Uh, we've got Chris Pratt showing up. Adam Baldwin's showing up. We've got Dane DeHane is showing up. We've got all kinds of people in this cast that are popping in through. The word on the street is that the idea came to Vincent to cast this particular cast while they were filming Magnificent Seven. Mm. It was definitely something that he uh, had no trouble into talking Ethan Hawke and uh, Chris Pratt into showing up. But it's the kid. What kid? Billy the Kid? Oh, I think it's going to tell us. Oh, maybe there's more than one. Ooh. Now, in Vincent D'Onofrio's directorial debut, as you said, we're in the American Southwest, and it's 1879. Oi. People are struggling, struggling to survive, and the law seems more like a suggestion than an imperative. Like L.A. driving. (laughs) And in the midst of all of this is a 14-year-old boy named Rio, who's played by Jake Schur. Now, home life for Rio is more than a challenge because his father's a violent man who beats his wife, Rio's mother. Whoa, 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 whoa. We just got serious. Yeah, now, while Rio and his older teenage sister, Sarah, who's played by Leela George, have seen this happen so many times, this time it's different. Mom's life is on the line. And so Rio decides to take things into his own hands in order to protect his mom, his sister, and himself. However, 
the outcome of his actions while taking care of one threat leads to another threat. Dun, dun, dun. Because his father's brother, Grant, played by an unrecognizable Chris Pratt, I gotta say. Oh, he plays the bad guy in this, doesn't Yeah, he? mm-hmm. Is now hot and on Rio's and Rio's sister's trail. Now, Rio and Sarah, as a result, have to book it to Santa Fe in order to reach the friend their mother mentioned as a possible source of protection. But on their way to this friend, they encounter, you guessed it, Billy the Kid, played by Dane DeHaan. Now. Ah, okay, okay, I'm following you. Yeah, now Billy and his band of misfits are in a similar situation as these kids. You see, they're being chased by Sheriff Pat Garrett, who's played by Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, okay. So because of this shared experience, Billy decides to keep the kids by his side. But through a series of events, Rio and Sarah actually wind up in the care of the sheriff who agrees to help them make it to Santa Fe. However, despite his help, the two siblings are split apart tragically. Mm. And so here's some questions to consider. What exactly will be waiting for Rio and Sarah when and if they make it to Santa Fe? Okay. In addition, how will Grant, Billy, and the Sheriff cross paths? And what will be the outcome of that? Plus, just who will have the biggest influence on the man that Rio will become? And does it even matter? So, hmm. the kid contains many of the things that you'd expect from a Western. You get beautiful shots of open landscapes, law yes. versus outlaw. Tumbleweed. Yeah, introspective monologues, guns and horses and cowboy hats and all the rest. However, after Rio's opening monologue, director Vincent D'Onofrio and writer Andrew Lanham thrust you right into the thick of things. And it's all rather abrupt. I was like, hold on, hold on. Give me a chance to get into this story. Let's build up to this a little. Well, you can forget that. And that goes from many other moments in this movie. Even still, there are other moments when things slow down and the characters provide insight into who they are and why they are who they are. However, by the time that happens, you might not be interested in what they have to say. I know I didn't care. Yeah, and so by the end, when some serious stuff goes down, I found it difficult to be invested. Since they didn't strike an effective balance between the abrupt and the slow, I just couldn't find my way into the story, which is a shame. In fact, I would have preferred much more of the abrupt, fully committed moments to the more intimate ones because that would have kept things moving along much more, especially from the halfway mark on. Now, in regard to Vincent, his first directorial effort, here's what I hope is the result. I hope that when he decides to direct a second film, he finds a way to inject more of who he is as an actor into the proceedings. I also hope that he finds a way to use his cast a little more wisely. And so with all that said, here's my recommendation for all of you. If you're a fan of Westerns, wait until you can see the kid at home. Otherwise, while there are much worse movies, this one doesn't quite hit the mark. Ay, ay, ay. You know what? Good effort, though. Um, just good effort. Great cast. Great effort. 
Yeah, yeah. Now let's move on to a first look, which is currently on Netflix. Mm. You can catch it there. It uh, this actually was one of the sh- the uh, sh- uh, movies that we both really wanted to see at Sundance this year, but scheduling wouldn't allow us to do it. Yeah. You got a chance to see it. I'm going to get around to it for sure. But this is The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. Ooh, what a great title. I love it. It's great title. It's based on the book by Willem Kam- Kawamba. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry, William. And um, also Brian Miller. It's adapted by Chiwetel Ejiofor. Wait, what? The actor? Yes, the yeah. great actor. Absolutely. He also directed it mm. and stars in it. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Along with a, um, for some of you, you may not, you may or may not know this cast, um, depending on if you're into Nigerian films or not. So I'm not going to disrespect them by not saying their names correctly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, this is based on a true, in, in fact, it's inspired by a true story. And since that is the case, I'm absolutely just blown away by the, and no pun intended. <laughs> I'm absolutely blown away by the subject of this. This is amazing. This is amazing. It is. Um, and, and like you were saying, it's based on a very true story. Uh, it's set Not in the- kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's set in the early 2000s and focuses on William, played by Maxwell Simba. Uh, William's 13 years old and lives in Malawi on a farm with his family. His father, Triwell, played by, yeah, writer-director Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh my. Is a man who believes in the power of education, so much so that he's willing and has been willing to pay for William's and William's older sister Annie's education. Schools? Schools. (laughs) <laughs> and their mom, Agnes, definitely agrees. Gotcha. And so, when the time comes for William to start taking classes that will hopefully lead to university, mm. Triwell scrounges up the money for a down payment. Plus, Annie is about to start university herself. However, with the threat of floods on the horizon, the already cash-strapped family is bracing for the worst. But what will that mean when it comes to the kids' education? Plus, to make matters worse, the trees in their area that protect the land from flooding are being sold to outside entities for less than they're worth. Now, the reason why this is happening is because people need the money. Okay, of course. Now, this distresses Triwell, especially since his nephew is one of the people who's decided to sell his trees. But when Triwell confronts his nephew about this, He's forced to come to terms with some of the decisions, well-intentioned or not, that he made in the past. And he has to face his recently deceased brother's decision to leave his land to his son instead of to Triwell. So as a result, Triwell decides to be more cautious about spending money for education as the entire family, except for uh, William's baby sister, of course, focuses on ensuring that they can survive the coming floods and subsequent dry season. Also, Triwell hopes to get political support for his people who may not last long under the threat of famine. And while the chief of their village, played by the way by uh, the 
Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's Joseph Marcel. Get out of here! Yeah, so the chief is one option, but the chief may not have enough power to stop the forces at work, which makes Trywell look for help in less secure places and which puts his family in danger. But what he doesn't consider is his own son. What he couldn't possibly expect is that William could have the answer, which isn't to say that he doesn't know how smart his son is. After all, William is an invest, I'm sorry, an inventor, an engineer at heart. He even has a side hustle involving fixing radios throughout the village, despite his bouts with procrastination. In addition, his teacher at school takes an interest in him because he has promised, and because this teacher has his eyes on Annie, which puts the teacher and Annie in a precarious uh, position. And so... My goodness, what in the world? With the help of this teacher, William gains secret access to the school library, whose librarian also decides to help him out. And while there, he finds a book on energy, which gives him the idea to build a windmill to power a water pump and save his family and his people. But will he be able to convince his father to allow him to make this windmill in time? Oh, and here's my review. Oh, oh my, my gosh, that plot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, in The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, Chiwetel Ejiofor brings much of what makes him such an effective actor to his role as director. He's crafted an honest film with a caring touch. The performances are clear and true, and nothing's overdone, even when things get heated. I mean, look, people's lives are on the line, remember? However, in the future, I hope that as a director and writer, Chiwetel finds a way to punch up the pivotal moments in his script a little more, especially early on. During this film's first half, a bit more contrast and a little more fire, along with a sharper edit overall, would help to pull the audience in a little faster and keep them there. Even still, it's so nice to see a film that's affecting without being ham-fisted, and it's nice to see a film about real Africans in a real African country that gives them agency. It's also nice that The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind is a film that families can watch together despite the need to read subtitles for much of it, as long as the kiddos aren't too young. Gotcha. Plus, here it comes, it would pair rather well with Disney's Queen of Cotway, though Cotway is probably a little stronger overall. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Critic. Listen, <laughs> these two movies you can catch at the end of the week. You can catch them both. One will be in the theater, The Kid, and the other you can catch on Netflix right now, The Boy Who Honors the Wind. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.